everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Inspire and Intel, where we give you just a dose of inspiration sprinkled with a little bit of intellect, enough to get you going, empowered and thriving and moving throughout your day, your week, your year, whatever you may need to get up and get moving. I am your host, Leah Frazier, CEO of Think3 Media, a creative marketing and communications agency based out of Dallas, Texas. And I'm so excited about today's episode because we will be talking about how brands and influencers can work together right now during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, And I just think it's an interesting conversation to have because one, even though I I run my own agency and we use influencers um, and I recommend influencers for clients, I'm also an influencer, which is how I was able to transition out of law into starting my own business by becoming a fashion influencer, but that's another story for another day. And so I think it's an important discussion to have because a lot of influencers are part-time or full-time and it is their business. And now we are in this space where the small businesses need help, the brands need help, um, the influencers need to get paid. So what how do you marry the two? You know, how how can you still engage in influencer marketing, but not at the detriment of the influencer? How can the influencer still grow their brand portfolio and their brand, but it, but also recognize that a lot of these businesses are financially in a different position? And so um, that's the discussion that we'll be having today. I'm excited to have Adelaide Freeman of Brand Twillo Twillow brand influencers. Sorry about that, Adelaide. I always get the two words mixed up, but she is so freaking awesome. Um, She works a lot with micro influencers and she just brings so much depth to the conversation. And then we have a local influencer here in Dallas, Jessica Cerna of My Curly Adventures. And she's just so awesome. And I love her platform and she's super sweet. She knows her stuff. She works super hard and she brought so much to the conversation when we did this Zoom live several weeks ago. So I invite you guys to just listen in. It's a great conversation that we end up having. There's some great Q&A towards the end. And let me know if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. If in fact this resonates with you or you know of somebody that needs to hear this conversation, please not only subscribe to the podcast, but share this out. This is what helps us to help as many people as possible become you know, their best selves or to represent their businesses in the best light. So please like, comment, share this out. Leave us a message from whatever podcast medium you're listening to, listening to this from. And I so appreciate you guys for tuning in. First, a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get into the conversation. Okay, so welcome everybody to another session. Um, My name is Leah Frazier. I'm the CEO of Think3 Media, and I've been doing this crazy small business series. And at first it just started out with, let me just reach out to my friends and give people advice to kind of push them through this whole COVID-19 process to keep you inspired for running your businesses, for staying in the race, not giving up. And now I've had so many people like reaching out and wanting to come on and share their tips. And I'm totally not one for turning anybody away. And so this has turned into like this mastermind of craziness. 
But I'm so excited because today we're going to be talking about those pesky influencers. And if you're one, that is no shade because I am one too. And I'm so excited that we have Jessica with My Curly Adventures. Um, she's one of my favorite bloggers just because she works ridiculously hard here. And I think we had a brief conversation about how this whole COVID-19 crisis was affecting her um, influencer game. And then I have Adelaide Friedman with Freeman with Twillow brand and brand influencing. And wow. you did correct me. I'm so sorry. Um, but we met at WeWork and she's just awesome because she works with micro influencers. And so I just wanted everybody to kind of weigh in on this topic. And I've seen some incredible things from both the brand and the influencer perspective. So I just wanted to get this conversation out so that you guys can, again, just stay encouraged and in the game and know that this is the absolute best time to lean in with your platform um, and possibly to work with those brands that you've been wanting to get with. But without further ado, I will let, um, Adelaide, why don't you start and introduce yourself? And then Jessica, you come on and let everybody know who you are and what you have going on. Sure, absolutely. Leah, thank you so much for having me again. I so appreciate it. I'm, I'm really excited uh, to, to have this discussion and to talk because, you know, as we all know, things are changing so rapidly. And, 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 and so there's so many, so many new ideas and strategies to explore. So I'm excited to, to talk with you guys about it today. Um, I am Adelaide Freeman, uh, founder of Twillow Brand Influencers. And we partner with uh, micro-influencers. Now, everyone has a different definition of what micro-influencer is. My definition, our company's definition, is anywhere from 2,000 all the way up to 75K. And we usually cut off at 75K. We, uh, we work, our clients are across the board, uh, different, different types of brands in, in different categories, whether that's health and wellness, whether that's, um, we, we've got a lot of family, we've got mommy, uh, we've got home good products, fashion. And um, we just recently opened up a new division, which I'm very excited about, where we actually partner uh, influencers with life coaches, speakers, experts, and authors. So these influencers are promoting the life coaches, um, you know, upcoming, um, whether it's digital marketing, I mean, excuse me, digital courses that have been launched, whether it's um, a book that's been launched or even an event that's been launched, uh, that's, that's ready to, well, as we all know, events are no longer taking place in the, they're more taking place online. But so we also partner with micro influencers to promote those online events as well. Sounds good. And Jessica? Hi everyone, my name is Jessica. I am the content creator of My Curly Adventures, which really is inspiring Texans to live the travel lifestyle, um, no matter their situation. Is That's what my, I, my hashtag, not my hashtag, but my description is. Um, and usually that means traveling around Texas for the most part. Uh, but right now it means really living that travel lifestyle and finding that magic literally in my own backyard. Uh, so definitely have had to pivot in that. I've loved being able to get creative and share all the wonderful things in Texas through what I do. Um, but now I'm enjoying the challenge of sharing how to have the most incredible travel lifestyle right at home. And it's still a process that I deal with every day, uh, but I love a good challenge. So it's great to be on this call with everyone. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. 
You are very welcome. One of the first things that I wanted to bring up that I found very interesting, and I'm one of those people where I, I will like see a trend and I'll just kind of monitor it on my end. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is real. And one of the things the first week before we even went into our shelter in place, it was more of like where we were in that go between where people were kind of afraid to go outside. And then you had the ones that were still partying it up and they weren't supposed to, we're not even going to go there. I noticed the most major spike in my social media numbers, like probably almost double in views, engagement. And now I would even say on my end, it's probably three times that amount. As far as when I'm posting blog content, um, I've, I've now, I was like X IGTV. I'm now pushing things over to Instagram TV and people are actually watching that. Um, so I'm kind of curious um, from both you, Adelaide and Jessica, have you guys seen the spike in numbers since we've gone through this crisis um, on your end? And has that pushed you to actually create more? Let's go with Adelaide. You know, absolutely the spikes, you know, it's interesting. We, I've seen the spikes in number come from, you know, the increase in analytics come from certain type of content, certain types of posts. Now, other types of content, other type of post it has, has tanked, has done horrible. And so we've seen both. Now the posts that are doing, the content that's doing phenomenal is right now, as everyone knows, we're going through a really tough time and, and everyone, everyone is being affected and everyone is struggling in some type of capacity. And so we are hungry for encouragement, for positivity, for empowerment. And so those messages are doing really phenomenal and taking off. Now it's the messages that are really salesy focused on, on products that are considered not essential sales or where um, we, I've seen too where um, different influencers or, or brands, more brands are trying to use this opportunity because everyone is on social media to really push their product and they're using it in a uh, almost trying to capitalize off of this time, believe it or not. And those people are smarter than that. And, and, and those are the, those are the posts that are just not, not receiving great engagement and input traction. I, I agree hundred percent. Jessica, what are your thoughts? I've seen um, a lot of interesting things. I've seen, um, for instance, uh, I, I usually have a really curated feed, uh, but my husband and I decided to do something silly uh, and he did my makeup. Uh, I really thought he was going to be better at it and he was horrible, which is fine. It was really funny. And like those kind of laughing content that just really bring a smile to your face has done really good. Um, activities and products that do like that, are that give you something to do have been doing really well and then i think it's really important for influencers to be providing resources for as much as possible um in between all of my content i want to remember that some people are they're looking for something to do they're bored but some people also they're struggling uh they don't know what where their bills are coming in they need a job and so i'm actively looking beyond social media to where i can find that um finding little tips like i found out you can put your car on hold where you don't drive it for a month and you can save money there. And by doing that, people were so grateful because it was something that no one else had shared that people didn't know and it helped those. So making sure you're balancing out 
the fun with those who you need. You don't want to forget anyone in this time because you have people who are doing great sitting at home bored. You have people that are suffering and remembering those two are going to be really important. I really like what you guys said because I had stepped away from really my media site. I actually, I have a publishing company in New York that constantly pushes content to it because I'm if anybody knows me, I'm in a million places at one time. I'm like, I don't have time to write blog posts, but now I have all the time in the world. And I would just come, I've been coming up with these really positive and kind of kitschy things. So like last week I did, here are your 2020, your uh, 2020 pets of quarantine. And I just asked everybody around like Carousel from Channel 8, Cynthia Smoot and her clients, like, hey, show me what your newest coworkers are doing while you're working from home. And everybody loved seeing these little pets bothering their parents while they're in quarantine, right? But that's something that I would never post any other time, but the amount of shares that I got, the amount of people that reached out, it had absolutely nothing to do with money, but now they're following the blog or they're following the YouTube channel. So it may be a strategy of, hey, let's more brand exposure, than the monetization piece that a lot of influencers are looking for. This is probably just the time to get people to like what you're doing if you're posting this kind of content consistently. So the next one that I have coming is like, what is the first place in Dallas that you're gonna go as soon as this shelter in place order is uh, lifted and you won't believe the, <laughs> the emails I've been getting. But again, that's the type of things um, that people want to look for. So I have some stats because I am a nerd and I am a professor, but just so you guys get the reality of the digital views and you can tailor your content around this positivity piece. Um, this was reported in Vogue Business that Instagram and Facebook live views for influencers have now doubled. Again, I did it. I hate it, but I'm doing it and I've seen it on a smaller end. So I'm going to be doing it more. Um, from household audiences, why? Because people are sitting on their couches watching you guys all day long. Um, social media influencers are now seeing 20 to 50% higher views. So if this doesn't get you to get off your butt and create some content from the heart now, um, I don't know what else will. So I'm going to throw this curveball back at Adelaide and say, you know, you're kind of the middleman between the influencers and the brands. What are the brands saying during this time? Are they reaching out and saying, okay, <laughs> we're expecting our influencers to promote this product or are they giving them more leeway to do what they want with it? You know, to get, are they just looking for exposure? Or are they really looking for sales as they were prior? Like what has been, has there been a shift in the way they're approaching um, who they work with? You know, it's been interesting that you say that because I've got some of my, my brand, my clients that are, let's continue business as usual. Let's just continue. Yeah, the numbers might not be there. You know, the traction, you know, the engagement might not be there. That's okay, but let's continue. And then I also, I also had um, a few other of my clients where we jumped on what I like to call um, strategy calls before we even started a campaign and, and we strategized a different unique ways to take a campaign. And one of the strategies was people are um, hungry to, I don't like to say escape, but kind of escape their situation. 
And, the, and so we came up with an idea to let's do, um, it was a, a clothing company, uh, a hiking clothing company. And so let's get influencers to do live video um, of themselves hiking in the mountains with uh, hiking gear on hiking clothing on and 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 then also have a paired up with a give back message as well so it's a it's got a give back uh, i can't even talk give back messaging paired with a uh instagram live facebook live as we're hiking through the mountains not being super salesy focused but more just like you said earlier which is key brand awareness right now just getting your name out there but also giving back is at the same time. I totally muted myself. That was cute. <laughs> Jessica, on your end, are you seeing the same influx of brands that are reaching out to you? Or are you saying, hey, I know this may be a shifty time right now. So I'm going to create my own opportunity and reach out to these guys and just kind of see what's available and what they're willing to do like what would your advice be to the fellow influencers that need these brand collaborations to keep their engagement going yeah um i personally I, I work in travel so i haven't had i've definitely seen a downtick in how many collaborations i'm getting um but the ones that i am getting i'm very grateful because they're meaningful um, and they're things that I'm having fun with. Uh, but I'm also trying to make sure I'm staying creative and I'm not trying to rely on brand collaborations. I've really boosted my blog to be ready. As soon as this is over, um, people are going to be looking for travel. And I'm trying to make sure I have all of that laid out. I'm spending a lot of time looking at my comments for what people are looking for. Um, and I'm also working on trying to see how I can support small businesses in this time. I think this is a really great opportunity. Again, you said for brand awareness. So um, I spent my own money to put together a stay at home London trip. Uh, and that took days to put together um, because I wanted it to be really comprehensive and I wanted it to be something people really enjoyed and I didn't make any money off of that but I got some great um, exposure from that I had a major Dallas magazine pick that up and share that and to me that matters a little bit more maybe I can't afford all the things that I enjoyed in the beginning I can cut back on those things and support my community uh, at the same time and then come back strong in a couple of months um, and also I'm sure a lot of influencers aware we usually work on net 60 and net 90 um, which is almost a blessing right now <laughs> so we might see the the downtick in a couple of months uh, and then be able to run from that as well um, as well as building really into those brand collaborations right now I want to show them how valuable I am because I want long-term collaborations and I think that's what all influencers should want to go for anyways just because if I'm switching from this brand to this brand you know every three months people get really confused and it's a better value for myself it's a better value for the brand to work on those long-term relationships I would say um, in my opinion from doing uh, the PR for a lot of brands and actively being you know I'm working for a company right now or we're reaching out to influencers and just like Adelaide was saying, you know, there is this level of uncertainty where before, you know, you had X amount in the budget and now it's like, well, we have the budget, but should we kind of scale back because we don't know what's going to happen with um, the pandemic. But 
when influencers are reaching out to us, you know, it's, it's a 50, 50 shot. And I've had some actually reach out in the last couple of days where I'm like, I really like this girl and I like what she's doing with her audience. Let's go ahead and release some money out the budget and work with her. And I've reached out to you, Jessica, um, saying, Hey, how can you make this different and tailor this to what's going on in the world right now? And taking that back to the client and seeing if, you know, we can kind of work some things out. So I would say it's like no right formula for this right now. You have some that still have, they still have the money in the budget, but you have to be that influencer that they can see themselves working with a little bit long-term and then taking their product and showcasing it in a way that they never thought relative to what's going on in this time. So that's who we're looking to pour our financial resources in. I know from my client standpoint, um, and like she said, just building more long-term relationships versus, hey, just post this and we're done. And then the other influencers we're looking to work with are those that I would like to call like the liger, the cross between the lion and the tiger. Like, so like uh, Paloma was saying, you know, I'm a nurse, but I'm also a, an influencer. She was saying that in chat. I'm like, that's perfect because we're looking for multifaceted influencer. You know, if you take amazing photography of our product, but you're also amazing at video editing. And oh, by the way, you're awesome at, you know, whatever your podcast is. We want to work with you because we can foresee getting way more out of your content than someone who's a one trick pony. Especially right now when we can't go into a studio, we can't pay a photographer to go outside and get lifestyle images. It's who can we work with that's multidimensional. And Adelaide, I don't know if, if you have anything to add to that or uh, what your thoughts are. I know you're, you're muted. I got to find you on this thing. <laughs> but let me know what you think. Yes, I, unfortunately, the last little part, I, I could not hear. I think you, it, for some reason, it muted out. But, but correct me if I'm wrong, you're just, um, the question was like, what are brands looking for right now to partner with influencers? Is that along the lines of what you were saying? Yeah, and more so, I know in our case, we are looking for those that are multidimensional. So whether that's you hit two or three different audiences and you can show us, like I hit the mom audience, I hit the travel audience, I hit the entrepreneurial audience. We're more interested in that. And then maybe people who have different facets to their creative talent. So you're great with short video. You're amazing with photography and mm -hmm. you can also write. So in our minds, we're like, man, we're gonna get like a six for one. And we're willing to put a lot of money behind that because this is somebody we could work with long-term. That gives us a lot of different dimensions of our product or our brand rather than one person pay me a thousand dollars for one Instagram post and then we're done. Yeah, absolutely. I would, I, I definitely agree with that. I think another thing that my clients are looking for is, um, which is huge, uh, as we all know, influencer marketing is, the, the space is incredibly saturated. There's a new influencer that's popping up left and right. And we are looking for, uh, our, our clients are looking for influencers that have true influence. Um, when I mean true influence, truly that you can tell that they have an authentic connection to the brand, to the product, that they, this product actually has made a difference um, in, you know, in their life or, or in their daily activities that they really love this product. They love the brand. They love what the brand stands for. 
we're looking for that. Another thing we're looking for is our, our company, our agency is actually different than most agencies because we um, are performance-based. Now, um, that means that our influencers are actually getting paid per click that is sent to the brand's website. Now, a lot, I've gotten a lot of influencers are very taken back by that. Very, very taken back by that. But it actually, believe it or not, um, benefits the influencer in the long run because the influencer is actually in charge of their own payment results. So if the, the influencer has true influence and a true engaged audience and they're, they're with high quality content, these are the influencers that will, will win in the end. And I have seen a micro influencer with a small following and then I've seen a macro influencer with a much larger following and, and guess who ended up making way more money in the process? It was the micro influencer because the micro influencer had everything we were looking for. The beautiful content plus the very engaged audience plus the true influence. And so that micro influencer made three times the amount that they would have made from a traditional flat fee type of collaboration. So to answer your question, we're looking for we're looking for true influence, and we're looking for um, strong audience engagement. I love that. I absolutely love that. And one thing I want to add is because I'm seeing everybody in the chat. Um, I don't care if you're just on social media, or maybe you have a podcast you do via your phone. Wherever you're at, in whatever ecosystem that you're at, you are an influencer. You don't have to have a blog or a vlog or be, you know, do street style photography. Um, to Adelaide's point, I have seen speakers who that's all they do. They're not very good at social media at all. So maybe they have max 1500, 2000 followers, but, um, but when they post something or they interact with a brand, about 80% of those followers are transferring over to that brand because of them mastering the influence of whatever they're in. So um, one woman that I used to work with was just in the women's empowerment circuit. That's all she did was put on events and empower women. And when I tell you she could post, I'm wearing my MM Lafleur today and all those women go and order a subscription box and those subscription boxes are valued at $2,500 a piece. That to me is influence. And again, this is not someone who even knew how to really do her social media. She didn't have a blog, but she had a dedicated following of women that she had built up over time um, that just pretty much would follow her wherever she, that she could you know, persuade. And so I think all of you guys are influencers in your own right, whether you know, you're the nurse or you have a full-time job, you don't have to be a blogger to see those type of numbers. But what, what can you say? Jessica, I have a question because Vogue put out an article probably like two or three days ago that encouraged influencers now to get into more because of everybody being at home and sitting on the couch and scrolling feeds that there needs to be a shift into video content almost on the majority of the scale. Otherwise, so just yeah. the one post of photography is not gonna cut it. You gotta start posting these videos. So what, how, where, how are you handling that? Cause I hate being on camera. <laughs> I'm, um, 
Yeah, I've, I actually started out as a photographer. Uh, so being behind in front of the camera was really weird. Um, it still is. But I think in general, like we just need to be in more places. And so I know a lot of people are saying they're only on Instagram. Well, now's the chance to also get on Facebook or my personal favorite, get on TikTok. I could talk about that forever. Get on another platform. Uh, get because you want to be on more places because people are going to scroll through Facebook and then they're going to get bored and then they're going to scroll through Instagram. They're going to get bored. Then they're going to scroll through TikTok and then they're going to go onto stories and then they're going to watch a live. And because of that, that means you only have a one in, I think, five chance of even being seen if you're on that being caught. But if you're on all five of those, you have five chances. Maybe they'll see you five times. Maybe they'll see you four times, or at least maybe they'll see you one time. And that's really important. And Instagram, I think, because I know that's what a lot of people use their platform on, is you want to maybe have that post in your feed, but you want to make sure you're on stories. You want to make sure you're creating IGTV. Maybe throw in a couple of um, videos on Instagram to see how they do, but they do have to be very calculated. Um, you can't just throw a video out for video's sake at least on Instagram, that's not how it works. People are scrolling to go really fast. So you need something eye-catching or something that they really wanna stop because you're providing value. So for instance, um, my most curated fun video on Instagram will not do as well as a hair tutorial. A hair tutorial will do 200 times better um, just because that's something that people literally will stop for and they need. And because I know that I will continue to post that on there, I'll continue to post travel photos on my feed or other types of photos that I know will do well. But then in the IGTV, I'll create maybe, um, I started putting some of my vlogs that were on YouTube and I shortened them down and I shortened them down and I put them on TikTok. And then I took little clips from that and I put it on TikTok. So I'm not creating necessarily new plat new content for each platform. I'm just repurposing it slightly. Um, and that's where you're going to get your biggest value. Thanks, Volta. <laughs> You're crushing it on TikTok. You're so creative. So let everybody know how to find you on TikTok so we can just copy what you're doing. <laughs> so yeah, I have my curly adventures. Um, and I'll say the thing about TikTok is um, it really is a creative release. Um, it's where you get funny. I did not think I was funny. I still don't think I'm funny. Um, but somehow like TikTok's working. So uh, it makes me feel good. I feel like, oh, maybe I am a little funny. Uh, and it's it's 15 seconds, not even 15 seconds. Most times you get out three to five pieces of content. Um, I spend anywhere from five minutes on two to three pieces, and then maybe I'll spend 30 minutes on one or two pieces for that day. Um, and so I've, I've spent maybe an hour to create five pieces of content. I put one or two of those on my IG, um, on my Instagram stories. Um, and then I use those to direct to all my different platforms and people are scrolling. It's a lot different than Instagram where only mostly your followers are going to see your content. You're actually reaching a new audience and it's much more targeted. So I only want Texas followers. Um, and 90% of the people who see my content are Texas because of the hashtags that I use. And you don't get 30 hashtags like you get on Instagram. You can probably fit three or four. So you really get into your niche and you really find those people that love it. Um, and it's been great. I've been growing on Instagram when most people are losing followers. I'm seeing more traffic on my blogs. One thing that I did not expect is um, I'm making affiliate sales. 
Uh, and I didn't even put up this thing to make sales. I just wanted to show something really cool that I loved with my audience. Um, and, and then I saw all these clicks to my blog and I was like, oh, I don't even think that's an affiliate link. Let me change that real quick. And I had to go and do that. Uh, so it's, it's something to have fun with. I'm not trying to monetize the platform yet. Um, I'm just trying to build relationships, um, but they're going over to Instagram. So I'm getting more engagement there and I'm monetizing my Instagram and eventually the monetization will code there. So it really is a good platform to get on. And it's not just 15 year olds. I don't really dance. Uh, so it's like, I get a lot of people, I post a lot of wine content. Um, and so a lot of my people are over 21. It's great. So it's not, it really is something that you want to get into now. I will say even like I could grow 10,000 followers a day originally. Now I'm growing a couple of hundred. So I'm already seeing the drop off. It's still great. I don't, tell me another platform where you're growing multiple hundreds of followers a day. Uh, but it's better to get on now than later. I love that. So we're going to be doing a TikTok today <laughs> with Jessica because I just refuse. I made the account. I'm not going to do it. I will watch you guys get all day long. I'm, I'm just, that's where I, I draw the line. But I do agree with the fact that you have to, yes, so you're going to lean in because of social media numbers, given that you're posting things that are positive and inspiring and what people want to see. And you'll, you'll just know by the reaction you get immediately. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I, I wrote an article for Dallas Hotels Magazine and it couldn't have come out at a worse time. It's, it was for the spring issue. So it just came out, I think like a couple of weeks ago and I featured Leanne Locken and I was so excited at like all the Dallas kind of, you know, social celebrities and she got excited and she posted it on her feed and somebody was like, we don't give a crap about fashion trends right now. Like, look what the world is going through, you know? And I mean, I get it. And I wanted to write back, this was written in December. You know, we didn't even know this crap was going to happen. But that's just the mindset of people right now that they're not wanting to see kind of the materialistic things that we were so focused on before. So maybe twisting your content in a way that's just empowering and inspiring and just getting people through this movement is probably the way to go. But I will warn you that even with the uptick in numbers, like I spend probably twice as much time now pushing out content than I've ever done <laughs> before. Like the numbers have been nice, but I'm spending more time editing videos, figuring out, okay, if I do a short video on IG, I now need to transfer them to the long video on YouTube. And oh, by the way, I can download the audio and push that to the podcast because maybe somebody just wants to listen and they don't want to watch. So I'm creating like these little funnels, just like Jessica said, because I don't know where the audience is coming in from, but I want to make sure that I'm navigating them through all the channels that I feel like I'm good at. So my LinkedIn followers are my podcast audience. They don't really give a crap about anything else. They only like to watch short, my short videos and listen to my podcast. My IG people will go over to the full YouTube video if it's good enough. <laughs> so you have to think about those things, but this is the time I think to do it because everybody's online. You just have to be strategic about how you're moving your audience around. And I could be wrong, Jessica, I mean, I've, I'm spending, I was up till two in the morning the other day, probably for five days straight, just editing content. Oh yeah. It's, 
been so much more work and it's been a lot more creativity. I mean, it, I think for me, it's so much easier to go, poor me, I can't travel anymore. That was my livelihood. That's what everyone followed me for um, and give up. And now I have to be super creative. I have to work twice as hard, but the only thing I can do is see it as a challenge. I mean, I, people didn't know me several years ago. People still didn't even know me last year. And so if if I could build up a brand to this, I can build up another, you know, I can build up another brand and I can, and my audience who knows me already will see what I'm doing and my community will come behind and appreciate when I can provide value to them. And then they're going to be just as ready. I mean, it's crazy to realize that we have no idea of an end date and people still do want to see some travel content. Um, and so balancing that out and seeing that people will come and it's a lot more work, but at least I have the time to do it. Yeah, I agree with one of my clients' accounts. We totally flipped to, we're just posting a bunch of travel content. I'm like, how does this have anything to do with, like, <laughs> I'm still wrapping my head around, this has nothing to do with the product, but the engagement has been through the roof because people are now in a state of mind of what I would like to coin just to escape. And so some of the things people do to escape, meditate, wellness, self-care, and traveling, like some of the wonders of the world, you know, those type of things. Um, Paloma says, yeah, people want to virtually travel. So if you can provide that to people and say you've already written that content, like Jessica said, by repurposing that, I would definitely repush that out now because now more than ever, when we can't do it, we just, we want to see it. And now we want to create our bucket list once we get out of jail. Okay. <laughs> That's how I've been using that. That's perfect, Paloma. Um, so Adelaide, where do you see the future of influencer marketing going from here? If you read all the articles that have come out in the last week, it's this up in the air, no one knows, it's uncertain. Um, in your professional opinion, where, where are we headed? <laughs> I, you know, there's, I've gotten this question um, a couple times before. Uh, I'd say within the past week or so, I got this question multiple times. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't mean to take the, 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 a little bit of a, a sad, pessimistic approach here. And I, I don't mean to, to be like that because I don't know the future. I'm only human, right? But I am sensing that for, Oh, even after, even after, you know, the pandemic is, you know, the, the height, the, the hype is slowly starting to subside, right? The, the, the uh, you know, it's slowly starting to subside a bit. We're not, we're going to see less and less events taking place. I, I don't think, um, I don't think we're going to see a lot of events at all um, for, for a long time. And so because of that, you know, influencers are not going to be promoting the event launches or the, or the events that they used to. Because a, a lot of times, with a lot of influencers I worked with, they would be, I mean, they'd be running, especially when I was living in New York, they would, influencers would be running to one event at the other, at the other, at the other, you know, capturing content. Four at one time. Yes, yes, yes right, capturing. That's my record. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, that's true. Like, I so believe that. I so, I so believe that. Um, and, and capturing content and making contacts with the brands um, at the events and, you know, creating these relationships where the relationships then form, you know, collaborations in the future. And that's going to be, I don't see that happening. Um, and that's going to be a struggle 
for a lot of influencers is because that's how a lot of influencers were making their their brand connections was how was how were they getting their their collaborations was was through events and meeting the right people so we're gonna have to get creative we're gonna start seeing uh, more and more virtual or more and more online events taking place and so influencers are gonna be promoting online events I mean there was this massive summit uh, that was all about in the health and wellness um, and also even touch into like uh, like a self-improvement event that was supposed to take place next week and it was at a farm you know with a lot of different activities and they actually decided you know what we're gonna we're gonna go a whole new direction and now we're gonna do a massive personal development event online and so that's what influencers are now promoting is this online events and and I see this taking place with definitely with 2020. Definitely. I, I don't know into 20, you know, 2021. I don't know, but for the Let's rest of the Let's just get through 2020. <laughs> Let's not even think about 2021. I know, I know, right? I know. <laughs> I, I, that's why I said I don't want to sound negative here because, you know, I mean, this is this is great. It's it's new opportunity, it's new direction but it's a new mindset as well. So I'm not saying that we're never gonna meet in large gatherings again. Please, please don't take that message at all, but we're just gonna see more and more online. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I would say to everybody too, and Jessica, you can chime in after me, um, is don't believe the hype. So if you see somebody saying, influencer marketing is dead, you know, just shoot them, you know, wave with them with less than, you know, however many fingers, and send them on their way. Because I really feel like this is the time where creative people are going to rise because you're using a, a different side of your brain to just create these out of the box, out of this world type content, right? And people have no other choice because they're stuck at home to take notice. So I would say, I know I keep saying lean in, but I really, 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 truly would love for you guys not to wait for anybody to reach out for you to you but to reach out to them and already have an arsenal of creative content on your feed or you know that you have to showcase to them because now they're in a more vulnerable spot to say like with some of those brands that at first oh i only want a hundred thousand or more well we want the micro influencers that can actually convert and if you step to them with whatever, however your pitches, I just feel like some of these pitches will actually hit. So don't be afraid to just get in there and get after it right now because the creative people are going to shine. I really, I really and truly believe this. And I know I keep referencing this article, it was so good. I'll put it in the comments, but um, a lot of the brands, specifically a lot of the ones in New York were saying that you know, they were looking for these multifaceted influencers, but those that were amazing with styling and photography, I've had food stylists reach out to me recently. And I was like, this is amazing because what are we all doing but eating our quarantine snacks every single day, all day long. <laughs> um, but those that can show like this behind the scenes concept to the brand through photography, styling, creative aspects, like those are the people um that are going to be winning so i just want y'all to think about that and reach out to them don't wait for them to reach out to you like this is the time they don't have nothing else better to do they're sitting at home just like us on zoom all day all day just saying jessica yeah i think 
I think it's a great time to be really creative. And I think it's a great, it will show who is in it for the money and who does it because they are a content creator and they love creating content. And so get creative. Um, I've already seen so many great ways that people are using this, you know, starting with all these virtual hangouts, um, you know, this winery, I'm, I love wine, I guess you guys can tell, uh, this winery did a virtual wine tasting and people are doing live happy hours and there's just so many great ways that you can create content and they're going to take notice. Really focus on the parts that of things that you love and bring that creativity and see again, where you can partner. I've sent out several emails to brands that I had loved, but I didn't have ability in my content calendar or the kind of content that I typically created to work with them. But I sent them, sent it out because I knew it was something my audience was going to love and I had time to share it authentically. And I'm hoping I'm going to make affiliate sales from those as well. But, um, I already know it's something that my audience is going to enjoy and really focus on um, not just what you want. So if you're like, oh, I really wish I had like this restaurant, I'm really craving it. Um, don't just reach out to them because you want that restaurant. Reach out because you know your audience is going to think this is the coolest thing possible. And see in what ways that you can provide valuable relationships. So I don't necessarily care just about getting a free product. Uh, I really care about how I can share this one in a fun and really amusing way. Uh, I'm really trying to add a lot more comedy to some things. Um, I did receive a couple of items uh, from like unboxings, beauty items. I would typically just share a photo of, um, but I'm gonna add a little bit of comedy to it uh, and do things that will make people laugh. I received a face mask, uh, this is an example. And um, people are looking for face masks, but I took uh, like this Simba song and I just like put it on my husband's face. Um, it's a TikTok video. I, it wasn't even a TikTok video. It was just, I used um, some sound from it. And I think it was way more interesting than just seeing my husband and I do face masks. But then we did the face masks after too. and. It, it built an emotion with that brand. You smiled. You smiled when you saw that brand tagged, and that makes a big difference. Um, and then providing the educational content around it as well. Um, so really see what you can do that's different with the extra time, with the different things that you have. Focus on what you're finding a need for. So um, I found I was working out a lot more, like that was a really positive thing, but I have curly hair and there wasn't any resources for like, I'm not trying to wash my hair every day, but I'm not trying to look like I'm wearing sweaty hair every day. And then, then that made me realize I could create content around that. And maybe I'll get lucky and a curly hair brand will partner around or I'll provide value and then people will realize that for later. So there really are so many ways you can get creative. That's so awesome. So I will open it up to final thoughts before I um, allow you guys to ask the speakers any questions or concerns that you guys may have. So um, my final thought, and then we'll go to Adelaide and then to Jessica, is um, just what we're talking about in the chat. Get creative and just reach out. Like this is not the time to feel sorry for yourself. This is not the time to read the marketing reports and say influencer marketing is dead. This is the time for you to come alive and to create and to figure out, you know, mastering a couple of platforms, not all of them. Like I said, I will watch you on TikTok. I am not getting on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> IG live TV is enough for me and YouTube, which I do not want to do, but I'm doing the podcast. Like all of that is enough for me, but just create, 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 create. And um, one mistake that I've seen 
from some of the influencers uh, from our clients on the PR side is that they're so quick to throw a media kit at the table with the, or like put the money at the table first. Like it's going to chart, I'm charging you X amount per post. And some are like these astronomically outrageous amounts. And if you guys were ever in our meetings, we're laughing. We're absolutely laughing. Like we're in the middle of a pandemic. However, we do have a budget, but we're not, I'm looking at your feed and you don't even have brand, a brand alignment, you know, whereas someone that reaches out and says, Hey, I really like what you guys are doing. This relates to my story in such and such way opens the conversation in a very natural, um, um, you know, brings that human element to it. And then further along the road, we get to the financial component, but showing a genuine interest versus, well, here's my media kit. And if you're not paying, then you're going to the next brand because we know a bunch of people are just DMing brands on IG. We know that. So having a genuine interest, I think, and like Jessica said, trying to create long-term value between these brands is really what's going to pay off in the end monetarily um, after this process. So that's, that's my final thoughts. Adelaide, take it away. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, one thing that um, brands, used to take the stance of um, uh, I'm going to tell you what to do to the influencer. Like you must do X, Y, and Z. You must fulfill X, Y, and Z deliverables in order to get paid. And now I'm excited to see brands are actually taking a whole new approach and they're taking the approach of the influencer is the expert of their audience. And who am I to tell the influencer what to do? So I want to come to the brand. I mean, I want to come to the influencer and ask the influencer so tell me what type of audience, I mean, excuse me, what type of content do you think will resonate best with your audience because we're the creative genius here and we're not. And I think that's really beautiful to see that shift um, where the influencers are starting to gain the power and the control, which it should be in their hands. And so um, that's, that's something I've seen because I'm, you know, I'm in the middle. I'm, 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 I see the brand side and I also see the influencer side. And so I understand both sides pretty well. Um, so that, that's one thought. Um, a second thought that I had, which is, um, this is great for increasing audience engagement that I've seen a lot of influencers do. And I could not, I, I think this is just such a small little trick. And I'm sure most of you guys probably already know this trick, but if you create, uh, great little videos, short little video clips, or even photo, you know, static photos, and you wanted to share, and you've already got, you know, a strong community of other influencers. If you put that on your stories, and then in the background of the stories, you start tagging all of your friends within that community, but you make it the same color as the background. So then all of a sudden, you've tagged like 10 of your closest influencer friends, and the, the text is not showing up because it's the same color as the background. They're gonna get notifications, they have the opportunity to share your content on their stories. Now you've just been exposed to a whole new audience. That's a great way to get to increase audience engagement, but also to, I mean, increase followers. So that's what I would say. That's a quick little tip. doesn't take any time at all. And the last thing I want to say is um, that influencers now more than ever and brands now more than ever though, all have more of a service give back attitude. 
And so influencers are wanting to help other influencers out. Brands are wanting to help, you know, help others out. And it's really this beautiful give back thing. And so I say, um, you know, one of my favorite life coaches, David Meltzer, is all about the more generous that you can be with your resources, your time with your audience, it will come back in twofold. And I really believe that. So that's, that's all I had to say. Love the tips. <laughs> Jessica? Yeah, I mean, first off, I think, again, kind of what I said in the beginning is you want to be creative with content. You want to make sure that you're serving all of your audience. Do not get so focused on sales that you forget those who are seriously struggling um, and see in what ways you can add value to that and provide the resources. Um, and you want to balance that. You want to make sure you're providing a lot of fun and a lot of things upbeat and positive. Um, but don't also keep reminding your audience that you're aware of what's going on and that you're doing whatever that because they might think, oh, you, well, you know, they made fun of the celebrities who were like, oh, well, it's easy for you to stay home. You've got this wonderful life. Um, so really make sure you're still grounding yourself um, in that. And then again, just looking for every opportunity to be creative, to collaborate with other uh, influencers and brands. I really liked what Adelaide said about going back and seeing how you can um, even partner with brands to help your community, uh, finding different ways to that. I have a couple of ideas in my head I'm super excited about. And if we really get creative, we're going to empower our communities more than ever. And that's going to benefit us in the end either way. So keep thinking. I hope you guys go to bed with so many ideas in your brain and wake up with so many things getting ready to get started. I think that's so amazing because you guys don't understand, like you guys have the power to unlock so many potential for these smaller businesses in town right now that are just, they're just trying to keep the doors open. And so one small gesture from you, whether you're mentioning, um, you know, the top places to shop, because the influencers, you're the guy, you are the guys around town that knows everywhere to go. People look to you because they want to know what to wear, who to shop with, where to be. So this is the perfect time for that social component that Paloma was talking about and Adelaide and Jessica for you guys to show why you're the influencer for this city. But I promise you that those businesses are not going to forget the generosity of you shouting them out to their audiences once this thing is over and it's going to make it that much easier for you to work with them after this is all said and done because one little share in your story, one little tag means so much to them right now as they're just trying to figure it figure it all out and and you guys are literally the glue that's going to hold hold all of this together so all right anybody else have questions comments anything before we go back into to our jail cells <laughs> nobody everybody is is all good uh helena okay so unmute there you go so i have a question so um as being a influencer or just a person who is alive and here and breathing um how, influencing. <laughs> how did you overcome your biggest failure in the process of being an influencer jessica um, so my biggest one was I, when I first started influencing, I guess, um, I had a job, I had a nine to five and I loved it. And all I wanted to do was travel. And it was like, well, all I can do is visit places, you know, weekend getaways. So I went to Fredericksburg and went to the wine country and I went sand surfing Monahans and 
all these cute little things close by. And that's where people took notice. They were like, I didn't know that was there. How are you traveling so much? Don't you have a job? And I said, yeah, I'm just going on the weekends. Um, and there's so much to do. There's so much amazing things close by. And that's how I started my brand. And then I started influencing, I guess. And uh, I got so excited because brands reached out to me and I got sent like makeup and beauty. And I liked that stuff, but it wasn't my brand. And, um, and so I had, and all I was doing was saying, oh my gosh, I love this makeup. I love this face mask. And at the time, sure, I love the face mask, but there wasn't, I wasn't authentically projecting that. And I was just, I was suddenly letting the brands dictate what I was publishing. And I wasn't adding my own creative spin. I wasn't doing anything. And for me, I really saw one, a, a loss of energy in doing what I was doing. I was staying home a lot more because I had brands to shoot for. I wasn't traveling as much. I was, um, I wasn't getting the same amount of engagement and I kept saying, oh, but I'm so happy I can share all these products, but it, it just wasn't translating well. And it wasn't until I really got back into what my niche was, which was Texas travel, that I rediscovered that brand. And I found out that I could still post about a face mask, but I was getting so much more engagement when I was wearing a face mask while in a tent or wearing a face mask in a hot tub in a like pool because people are like, that's weird. That's not where you do it uh, <laughs> typically, but it's still like, they still resonated with it because it got the shock factor that let them stay a little bit longer to read and see the benefits and also still understand like if you're, if you're traveling, like your face is suffering from the different things or like if you can still add your interest in there, but you really need to do it to the core of what your brand is. Because if you go in too many different directions, even if you authentically love it, it's not going to project that way. Mm. Really good response. Perfect. <laughs> was that good enough for you? That was more than good enough. <laughs> you know, we want to hear from Lita too. Yes, I want to hear from <laughs> Alan as well. Adelaide. Go ahead. <laughs> oh wow! Um, the biggest, the biggest fail as that I that I've seen different influencers make is that is that the way to phrase the question? Oh, uh, it's how, how did you? Yes, how do you overcome your biggest failure? Oh, oh, okay. But uh, acting as an influencer, because I, yeah. I, oh, as an influencer. Ah, uh, what is the? Wow. Um, I mean, I can think big business wise, what the biggest fail was now as an influencer, what my biggest fail would be, I would say, um, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to bring this up, but I'm going to anyway, don't buy fake followers. Just don't do it. Um, it's not cute. <laughs> and, and I did that. And, um, my, uh, it took me a long time to record from that um brands spot that and then also brands um brands are getting re oh, i don't marketers let's say this marketers are getting really really smart and now i'll tell you guys a secret um they can pull your data uh with your audience data without getting your permission Oh. So they, yeah, this is a secret. I should, so don't repeat this. Um, I, I promise. <laughs> so they can, marketers now can, uh, agencies now can pull your audience data. They know 
if your audience has is um, all skewed across the board, they know which countries your audience is coming from. They know if your audience is fake, if it's um, if it's not. They know what you know. They marketers are getting to be really, really good, and so because they're getting to be so good, they're presenting this data to their clients, which is the brand. And brands want to know, and brands are paying more and more money for this data because data is everything now. Mm-hmm. And so I would say. Uh, don't buy fake followers and make sure that, um, and this is a, this is a mistake that I did is that I was all across the board. Make sure that you get, have one central theme. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love travel, you know, Jessica, Jessica's all about travel. Jessica's not, pro- she's not posting, you know, with 15 in 15 different categories. She's not trying to be all things to all people. Mm-hmm. And yes, it shows up in the photos, but also it would show up in her audience data as well. So that's what I would say. Perfect. Wow. That was a very good answer. Thank you for that. (laughs) Give up trade secrets. (laughs) (laughs) um, This is, this is a family. We're all family here. So um, all family until we find out you're fake. (laughs) 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 Well, oh, 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 well, I want to say too, um, you know, when you are, uh, someone mentioned in the comments, uh, Ford, when you're Ford, Ver- Ford verified, that looks really good to brands as well, because Ford does exactly that same thing that they are, you know, they're, they, they've got your data. They, they see that you're authentic. They see that you have true engagement. Um, and then they make it Ford verified and then they present that to the brand. And, and that's, that's common knowledge. People, you know, brands, p- people know about that. That's like a, that's a, like a, a stamp of approval so yeah and i'll just make mine like super duper short um helena because i just thought this was too not the moderator but everybody else <laughs> um, i think my biggest failure um as an influencer was not doing video for the longest but it wasn't because i wasn't good at it it wasn't because i didn't have the content i just I just don't like it. I don't like being on the screen. I was more of a person that liked to blog about other people, places and things. I never wanted to make it about me. But what I've learned when I do it is that my audience expands because of what's coming out of my mouth and not the external. And so they're connecting with um, the message and not necessarily like the messenger. (laughs) And so once I figured that out, I just, I basically got out of my own way. It's like, okay, Leah, if you're truly an influencer and this is the baseline of your message, you want to inspire people, you built your brand on X, Y, and Z, then you should be willing to do what it takes to reach people in whatever medium that is, even if it is a little bit uncomfortable. And so when I stepped out of that box and did my podcast and I've restarted YouTube and everything. The response has been amazing and it has absolutely nothing to do with, oh, I'm not the weight I want to be on camera. I don't have my face together. Nobody cares. The DMs I'm getting is thank you so much for posting this. I really needed that right now. Nobody's talking about the zits I've collected since since eating (laughs) sugar from a quarantine snacks. You know? Um, so that was my biggest failure. So if there's anything that's in your way, like Jessica was talking about TikTok, now that's one thing I'm not going to do. But 
if there's something that you know, you know deep down intuitively what platforms or what you're supposed to be pushing out. And all I would say is just get out of your own way because the difference between A to Z for success for a lot of you guys is yourself. Remove yourself out of the equation and just get after it and just freaking do it. This is the time to do it. Do it now. Period. Period. With a T at the end. <laughs> I love that. A little motivation. Thank you. Yeah, that was perfect. I think I, think I definitely like a motivational speech. I love it. I yeah, love it. that was right on time. My second TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. Anybody else with questions, comments before we wrap? This is my longest session, but everybody loves you, pesky influencers. Let's I'm clapping that up. <laughs> Olga's like yes. Anybody else? I know I have you on mute, but you actually can unmute yourself. Was that you, Olga, with a question? You're, yeah. You're live. Okay. Hi guys. My name is Olga, and I'm actually one of the latest students from UTD. So, um, and I'm actually very new to all of that and influencer world. Uh, world. So we are doing some wellness app, especially now to help people to kind of calm down, to get some energy, to uh, boost their immune system and things like that. So we are still very small, but I kind of have a question, kind of how to start, like when you still don't have a big audience and you don't have a lot of to give, give back, but you still have really important and needed content. So what's the best way to kind of connect or maybe start a conversation and things like that? Thank you. Adelaide, Jessica. Growing an audience. Yay. I think because you have such a great product, that's one of the easiest things to work with influencers. Like influencers did not start to make money. They started to share great products and things they loved and make other people's lives better. So connecting with the ones who are focused on health and wellness is going to make a huge difference. Um, focusing on the like micro influencers who are literally just going to share because they love it. Um, you know, getting in front of them as much as possible so they can do that. And then as you build up, maybe you're able to build those relationships to where it could turn into paid. That's always the potential. Um, or just seeing which ways that you can provide double value. So I know I'll take a uh, cut from a pay if I know that maybe I'm going to get a really into a really huge email list or I'm going to get as much exposure as well to the right people. Um, but I can even think off the top of my head of like some of my favorite health-based influencers. They, I mean, they have less than 10,000 followers and they influence me the most. Um, and it's literally just because they're sharing great knowledge, focusing on maybe the medical staff, people who are using this. I know for me personally, I just started um, meditating and I am, as soon as I actually get into it, I don't want to share it because today was literally my first day. So I'm not going to be like, ah, I'm so great at meditating, but like, I'm going to share the app that I'm using in a couple of days if I've seen benefits and they didn't pay me, they didn't reach out. I literally was like, I'm so stressed. I need to meditate and found something that I loved. And I think that's what you're going to find, especially right now for yourself. Thank you. It's actually exactly what we do. And we are providing just very short content for people like to get some personalized message, how to start meditating, how to help yourself with breathing and some movement. So kind of, it's more like 
yoga for your brain. And now it's like a little bit of psychotherapeutic yoga. So they are doing that to kind of like help people in this challenging times. So whoever wants to try it, I will leave a link here. So yeah, come on. leave your message in the chat box. But Olga, have you guys thought about looking under specific hashtags or like maybe you need to get with Adelaide after, after this targeting specific wellness influencers where maybe if it's not you know, uh, financially possible right now, but you're like, hey, we'll give you free access to the app, you know, in exchange for your thoughts or content like, hey, we're, we're a startup, work with us. Um, and plus people just need it right now. People yeah. need the meditation. Um, yeah. That may be a good way to go. And yeah. that's just simple, making a commitment that you're gonna either make a spreadsheet, work with an influencer agency, however you wanna do it, and say, I'm going to reach out to X amount per day um, with whatever lingo until you get enough on board that are willing to mass spread whatever you guys' message is or to use the app and then tell people how they felt after using your app, just like Jessica was talking about. I think finding your specific niche in that as well. So what sets your app apart from the others is going to make a huge difference. Um, and that'll, that's, I think that's where you're going to find if you just reached out to a hundred people, but you can't tell what's different about yours versus the one that's free on the app store, um, then it's going to be a lot harder. So find that one specific niche that you're solving that no one else is. Thank you so much. Yes, we are. And for, uh, Leah's comment, we contacted a couple of people who are in our field. And I feel like a lot of issues that I'm facing that, we're looking at us as kind of like new competitors and it was really hard to like kind of overcome this bridge and thanks for this note about like being different we had a lot of that and we have one of the things that really make us different but it's all personalized it's not like the library of meditation it's just made for your specific needs so it's kind of what we're trying to do what's different from ours so like yeah but we are still trying to get it all together and just start the platform. Right now we have some kind of short course on Instagram. So like you guys are all free to join. So it's right now free for everybody. So whatever you feel, um, you would be happy to connect. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you. Olga, put your information in the chat box so that people mm -hmm. can reach out to you as well, because we all need a little meditation right about now. <laughs> And they do have a great program that they have going on through their project. So y'all check them out on Instagram. Anybody else? I'm going to have to scan through because I can't see as you're like waving at me and some don't have deals on. You can always unmute yourself. Going once, going twice, Courtney. Let me unmute. Hold on. Okay. Hey. I'm unmuted. Okay. I can figure, I can figure it out. Okay. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Hey. Um, questions. So when either when a brand reaches out to you and they're asking you possibly to purchase some of their products first, and then they're going to send you a link with a discount code, are those things honestly worth your time? Should we invest in those things or should we just pass them on by? Jessica. Um, so here's the thing that I feel like I am perfectly fine spending my money on a product that I love. But when you reach out to me as a brand and, and you only offer me a discount code, I don't see where you have valued me. 
uh, you know, I put a lot of work into that. And so I personally don't think it's a good idea. I think you're going to get a much better value of focusing on the products that you like, paying full price for them, and then going through um, like CJ affiliate or Amazon, um, Amazon affiliate programs, other affiliate programs, and promoting that product versus another company. Now, there are some brands that are much smaller. They're just getting their their name out. And I think building that personal connection with them, but they have to be willing to build that personal connection with you. When they're just sending out a blanket email saying, I have this product, I think you're loving it. I'm offering 30% off, especially when they're saying they're offering 30% off because they're probably already offering 30% off to their customers anyways. So literally they're putting no risk on themselves. They're putting no investment in you. Um, and so I think if you really love the product, go ahead, but make sure you're not just taking it for the coupon code. Because maybe I could spend $30 for this shirt, or I could spend $20 for the shirt from this brand and they promised me some money back. I could spend 30 bucks on the shirt that I love more. And because of that, I'm going to wear it, you know, every week. And then people are going to ask me about it every week. And then I'm going to send them a code for it. I think you're going to find much more value there. And I think you're going to find much more value in even reaching out to those companies too. Um, even whether you reach out to them and ask for a product or you reach out to them and say, I've already been promoting and talking about your product for five years now. Like, can I get something started? And even getting, when you get those affiliate sales, it's much easier to say, I've given a thousand website clicks in the past month to your website. Um, just through like swipe up on Instagram. Maybe you can even track the sales because they don't have an affiliate program. But saying that, they're going to be much more excited to work with you. And if not, uh, you know, there are still so many brands out there. I get rejected by one brand I love, but good thing I have multiple interests, you know? Like there's a lot of things that you can work on. Um, so I guess going back to it, I don't think it's usually the best situation. I think there's a couple of small opportunities that when people are trying to get to you, um, can be, but I think those are better in the relationships with people that you know, um, people in your community. I'm much more willing to work um, with someone in my own community on that thing rather than someone who just randomly emailed me. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I'm here. I don't know why. I'm trying to <laughs> talk to Melissa. <laughs> okay, so Melissa's question was, um, she's starting out in this world. Engagement isn't high. However, her DMs are if I share on stories or even a static photo, I get a ton of conversations going in the DMs. How do I share that or track that since it's something that the brands can't see? Um, so you're just talking about responses from stories or folks that are then reaching out to you based off of something that you post. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure that, um, and she is set up as a business account, so she does have access to the analytics, but I think she's more trying to showcase the actual conversations that's going on in, in DMs. Any thoughts? I have a thought on that. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Melissa, unfortunately, when it comes to the, when it comes to DMs, it's not, uh, that those are not metrics that the brand is looking for. Uh, which is, it's not right because you probably are having meaningful conversations about the brand through DMs, but that, that's not the metrics that they, that they want to see. So I encourage you to um, do uh, take that conversation and put it in the comments section of one of your static 
photos or videos. So ask that, so it's almost like stop responding or limit your responses on DM and start a trend of posing the questions under photos and videos the same that will actually increase your audience engagement and it'll also train your audience, which sounds bad, but true. It'll train your audience that they, if they want a response and a quick response, they're gonna get it in the comment section. They're not gonna get it in the DM section. And then when they start answer, you know, when you start answering them in the comment section, that is increases your audience engagement, increases your engagement around that post and brands love, love to see that and that is, gold to a brand almost sometimes that is even more gold than like whether you had a bunch of sales because then they see that your audience truly cares about the product and let's create a long-term partnership good that's good i really liked your advice that was <laughs> i was like why haven't i done that um i know what i've personally done is again is um try to use those um try to use like bitly links for everything and then you can track um, what they're clicking as well. So if they're sending for the product link, even if, again, try to see if there is an affiliate, if it's an Amazon or a CJ, or I think Rakuten um, are all uh, affiliate programs. I know for bloggers, the most common is reward style, but I know not everyone can get into that immediately. However, these other threes are much more, other three are much more approachable. And then if you use a trackable link, again, like Bitly, um, you can say that you were able to convert these many, this many people, um, at least to a website click. Yeah, and I was just saying, because Melissa was saying, um, you know, I don't have swipe up, so I share links via DMs, and I get it. I'm not at the swipe up level either, but I use Linktree because every day I'm trying to get them to either go to my website, go to the, go to the blog, go to the YouTube channel, go to this, you know, sign up for this summit that I'm speaking at. And so nine times out of 10, they can always expect me to say link is in my bio. So just like Adelaide said, they're highly trained <laughs> individuals. They can almost expect that, you know, I'm going to tell them, go to my bio every single time they know where to click. Um, but yeah, you're going to have to be direct and tell them like, fool them like they're four years old. You know, one screen on your IG story is going to say, whatever it's going to say. And then the next screen is visit my bio and with a little cute little animated, you know, whatever you want to do to get them over there. Um, yeah. Train the audience. It's like they're pets or something. I don't know. Yeah, It's, <laughs> it's more just being intentional and strategic. It's all about treating it like a business. Anybody in marketing, we want things that are measurable, just like Adelaide said, we need to be able to pull reports. So if your end goal is to work with brands and they can't pull that um, metric yet and that's not measurable, then you're going to have to redirect them to one that is. And I know that there's a way to see how many times your story has been viewed, whether they scroll past your story. So I've dealt with some um, influencer marketing companies that have actually tracked that. Um, so, so yeah, Adelaide's advice is just like, Spot on. Do you want to add something to that? Oh no, no. I, I think I think that yeah, that's all I I wanted to say. Um, another thing too is um, I cannot stress this enough. Polls, ask questions in your stories. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it because your audience wants to. Um, people love 
to share their opinions, they love it. And so if you can ask them questions, they'll share their opinions and then they will start, you know, you'll train them again. They'll start to be like, oh yeah, that, um, you know, that one influencer, she's always asking us our, you know, our feedback or our opinions. I love to share my opinions. And, and so great way to create engagement. Great way. Great question. Anybody else? So we answer everybody's questions. This is by far my longest one, but the best. Well, I ain't gonna say it's the best just in case they watch it. <laughs> it's too late. It's recorded. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining in. Um, if you have any other questions, um, Jessica, Adelaide, can you tell people how to find you, how to reach out to you? And I'll end with my, my spiel and we'll get out of here and go back to quarantining. I <laughs> go back to quarantining. <laughs> uh, so I can put my email address in here and then I can also put in my, um, my handle as well. And you guys can, uh, contact me either way, either through DM or through email, um, I will do that now. Believe it or not, I am probably faster on DM than I am on email, but I'm starting to pick up on email as well. So pretty quick responses. And also, oh, one thing I wanted to share with you guys is I've been locked away working very, very hard on a, uh, a book, a digital book that's about to launch. And I would love to give you guys that as a free resource. Um, this is 27 pages. <laughs> 27 pages. <laughs> Um, but I would love to give you guys this as a free resource. It's great for my, it's great for the brands. It's also good for influencers. Uh, it, it's, it's got the, the tips and tricks um, for both brands and for both influencers. So I would love to give you guys that as a resource. Give us the good sister. I will. I will. It's not, um, it's not ready yet because it's going through uh, creatives right now. I'm, I'm, I'm putting some creative touches to it, but once it's ready, I will, um, I'm going to announce it over my uh, personal IG, uh, which I'll include that as well. And then um, I will s just give me, uh, y'all can DM me your email addresses and I'll send it directly to you. Perfection. Jessica, how can we find you, stalk you, and copy your TikTok? <laughs> I'm going to laugh in like three months or six months and I'm going to go back to this video when we see Lee on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not going on TikTok. <laughs> There's nothing that I want to talk at this moment. <laughs> Actually, you, it's funny because you kind of influenced that because you told me to watch Gary Vee and Gary Vee says that. So it's almost your fault that I've been so serious about TikTok without <laughs> you being on it. Uh, yeah, but if you have questions, you have to put them in my comments on my Instagram now, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me at My Curly Adventures. You can email me. Um, I'll put that there as well. Uh, Facebook. Twitter, everything. It's my hair. It's curly and I go on adventures. Uh, so it's pretty easy. And I respond to just about anything, but I am a little slow on messenger if it goes to my um, thing. Actually, emails, emails will guarantee a response much more than DMs will. Awesome. Well, thank you. And then I'm Leah Frazier. I will put my contact info into the chat like i said as long as i don't zonk out here we're doing these meetups panels like virtual panels kind of whatever we want to call this uh, sessions every single day so there may be some where you're like that this applies to me or this doesn't apply to me but 
Um, I've tapped into my entire network, some that don't even live in Dallas, to be able to consistently keep you guys going during this process. So um, follow Think3 Media. The easiest way is to follow Think3 Media on Facebook because all the events are created as Facebook events through Think3 Media or link up with me on LinkedIn. I post every single session that's gonna happen that day and some people miss it. If you miss it, don't worry. I'm now on the YouTube world. So we record and then it goes up on YouTube. The audio goes onto the podcast. And so even with this one, you guys will be able to watch it on replay and seriously press pause and take notes and make sure that you're putting everything into action. So um, I will put my email address in here. You can follow us on Facebook and that's pretty much it. So thank you guys so much. This has been awesome. Get sleep, meditate, wash your hands, wear your mask. Did I miss anything? And don't eat all your quarantine snacks. I've been doing Thai bow and I feel great. So funny. Thai is free on YouTube, y'all. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that just awesome? I just, it was such a great conversation and we really could have gone on and on and on and I had to cut it short because we were like really, we were over I think an hour and 15, hour and 20, um, but a lot of great Q&A, a lot of great depth added to the conversation by both Adelaide and Jessica. So if you can go follow Jessica at My Curly Adventures on Instagram, visit her blog, check her out, subscribe, follow her. She's absolutely awesome and she's so amazing at what she does and then link up with Adelaide on LinkedIn and keep your eye out on Twillow brand influencers and give her a shout if you're in need of micro influencers or need to connect if you're a brand and you want to make sure that you're paired up with the right folks who can get the message out but do it in a genuine authentic way she's the girl that can help you out so thank you guys so much for tuning in if you like this please Click subscribe, leave us a review, share this out. If you want to see the video version, it is up on my YouTube channel. So you can look for the Leah Frazier YouTube channel. And again, hit that subscribe button and then hit the bell. That way you never miss when a new video is uploaded. It'll come straight to you. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I have so much more in store for you. So many more podcast episodes to upload. So just you know, stay plugged in, locked in, stay safe. And thank you guys so much for your support until we meet again.